Well, hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas, and time for another Texas Homegrown Music, where today's guest is going to be Nathan James Allen, a major player in the band Seren, as well as his own solo career, and we'll share music from both. But I want to start off by sharing a song of mine called Give It Away, and I want to say that I hope you're giving away love today. Because, you know, when you give it away, it comes back to you. And I think that in today's world, with everything that's going on with Ukraine and just all the unsettling that's going on, I hope that we can get back to the basics of realizing that relationships are where it's at. And that's what we're here for. That's my journey anyway. I hope to have a relationship with all of you. And you'll continue to listen to my show and to great Texas music, as well as music from all over the world. So we'll be right back with Texas Homegrown Music after this song, Give It Away, and my guest, Nathan James Allen. You can take your money, put it in a safe and lock it. You can take your hands, keep them in your pocket. Hold on to what you've got. Do you really have it? If you 
Well, here we are, guys, on Texas Homegrown Music, and my guest today is Nathan James Allen. I'm going to go by Nathan with um, Seren, and that's correct, right? That's it. Yeah, that's how we say it. We say Seren. Although I think you said sometimes you like to like to, um, you know. Oh, yeah. Since it's been so long as a joke, sometimes I'll say uh, Saren or Saren or Cern. That's what the guy <laughs> said. He said we met this guy one time and we played the Denton crawfish boil. And so he came up to us a couple weeks later. We saw somebody somewhere. and He just goes, oh, my God, y'all that being Cern. He said, I heard y'all on that KXT radio, CERN. He's like, I saw you at the crawfish boil. CERN, I like y'all. <laughs> so sometimes we say CERN. <laughs> well, you know, um, here in Texas, you you never know how people are going to say a, a name. <laughs> um, I, I just got into where I just say, uh-huh, whatever you want to call me, call me that. There you go, <laughs> just sweetheart. Call me. Right? <laughs> just make sure you call me and, and download my music. There you go. Exactly. Well, or actually try to buy it i'll get more money if you buy it than if you download it right amen amen come to a show buy a ticket or a t-shirt exactly well i'm excited about the whole buy a ticket or a t-shirt because you guys are coming back and you're you're gonna be doing some shows here and you've got some new music um you've just dropped a new so um so single i guess for from your new stuff Um, actually two within the last couple months yep and um i I think I told you um, off the air that uh, I got your information from my my friends over there, Scarlett Deering. Um, and I think she's played with you. Is that right? She's Scar- Scarlett was uh, in the band for a long time. And when we okay. come back to Texas, we are going to be extremely lucky that we're going to get to play with Scarlett again. And uh, yeah, I mean, she's family. Um, just one of the best musicians and human beings that we've ever had to pleasure of getting to know and getting to play with. So, um, yeah, I can't say enough nice things about, uh, Scarlett Deering and of course, you know, Milo and, and her whole family are just their family to us. Well, they are, they're, they're the, they're the best. I mean, that family is just so cool and, and so talented in so many different ways, but just good human beings. And Milo is, uh, I'll tell you, Milo is such a character. I I don't know if there's anything that he set himself out to do that he hasn't accomplished. I mean, you know, from the instruments that he wanted to play and he just, you know, woodsheds himself in there and he comes out, you're like, yeah, you've been playing it. How long? Yeah. You know, that's just a natural talent. I think Scarlett, probably the apple didn't fall too far from that tree with her because she's, she's got some natural ability as well. Yes. Scarlett can hang for sure. So, um, so here, here we are. I would like for you to just act like, because I really don't know that much about you. Give me a little backstory on Nathan and how you ended up being so freaking talented. Were you brought up in music and it just, you know, you just lathered it all over you? Because I'm telling you, I listening to the stuff that you do and knowing what is going on in that brain of yours? You, you're a writer, you're a singer, you're a producer, you can master, you uh, play a plethora of different instruments and styles. Um, I'm impressed. Well, I mean, you know, it's just, uh, thank you, first of all, that's very kind. And uh, it's very appreciated to be recognized, you know, for everything all at once. Um, yeah, I just, you know, start, grew up, 
doing choir and singing in church. And then that turned into guitar lessons. And then that turned into, you know, very quickly realizing that I didn't really have any academic goals. And so it's just a lot of playing music, making bands with friends. Um, did end up going to college in Denton, which I think is a hugely formative part of my musicality and style. Um, I do think, you know, the world in, in the you know, mid 2000s, but specifically Denton, was just such a musically rich place. And we were totally. still, yeah, we were still in that season where you could have regionality and you could have sort of these isolated pockets of people, you know, working on music sort of influenced by influence by influence until you're, you're kind of removed and you, you don't realize where people are coming from. And so just ran into, you know, incredibly talented people and learned a lot playing in Denton in post-rock bands and art rock bands and, and all kinds of stuff. And then, yeah, just always been a, a lover of music and just, you know, weird music and beautiful music and heavy. I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of heavy music and, I mean, grew up listening to a lot of Mozart and a lot of the Beatles. So there's, there's all those different influences in there. Um, yeah. And then hooked up with, you know, Trenton and Aaron and everyone from Seren. And then we started going and that was a whole different education, um, learning how to sing and just like, you know, put on a good live show. <clears throat> so yeah. And then that kind of just transferred to moving here to Nashville because it's uh, much more logistical to tour out of Nashville just because, it's a one day drive from 70% of the U S population. And so as soon as we heard that fact, we were like, we're moving, we're out of here. We love Texas, but we, we got to get closer because we were on the road a lot. And uh, yeah, just really got a, a serious ass kicking and education here in Nashville because at, talk about a little fish in a big pond. It is crazy out here how talented people, people are and just so good at so many things. It just really like, the Olympic athletes of music. It's unbelievable. So it's well, been a for lot of- you being a producer as well, um, that that's gotta be kind of cool because, you know, I mean, when people find out that that's what you're doing and that's what you can do, it opens up a whole lot more doors for you even to get to know other artists as well. A- absolutely. And that, um, I will say that's definitely one thing that Nashville and, and Texas have in common is just how awesome the people are, just some of the best people and just great community here, which you know obviously has been interrupted for the last couple of years. But we're really looking forward to getting to put on some events and just just reconnect with everybody. And a lot of what we did back in Denton was sharing resources and calling people and saying, Hey, we need lights. Hey, we need a stage. Hey, we need, you know, mics and Oh, we need another band. And then also the next thing you know, there'd be a party on someone's front lawn on a Saturday with 200 people and six bands. And it would just turn into that. So, you know, I think that that's always, you know, what we're looking to do is just, I want to get back into more of that. And I think probably um, we can thank COVID a little bit for having brought a lot of the community together in a way that uh, otherwise wouldn't have happened because people were home and they got to know their neighbors more. We got to know people in our you know, in our hood because yeah. we're all stuck there. I mean, I, I know for me, I mean, I honestly, um, it was tough with so many friends of mine that were musicians. And I knew that they, you know, 90% of their income was gone oh. and, and, and it was 
it tanked so many artists and it was really, really sad and, and very sad, especially for people that um, had tours that they were finally going to get to go out on. And now here two years later, I know many of them personally that they never picked back up because the people that had put it together are no longer at the label. They're no longer doing what they were doing. And so they're starting from scratch and, we all took to the airwaves of social media to try and garner some support. And, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of money on Venmo the last two years. And um, <laughs> I don't know. Well, I mean, right? I'll just tell you, you know, um, when right, right before the pandemic hit, we were looking to get through the winter, which is always slow for creatives and freelance people. And so Trent and our lead singer and I both ended up working at Trader Joe's and, uh, Thank God, because when the pandemic hit, I mean, it was obviously pretty scary to be an essential worker when nobody knew anything about it. But, um, man, that was a transformative experience that I, I don't think I could have asked for a better situation. And uh, you would not believe the level of talented musicians and producers, drummers, just like all kinds of people that ended up coming to work with us. And just like, you know, um, I'll... I'll I should, I should say that because I literally there's a bagger at our Trader Joe's that I, you know, I've gotten to know and I'm going to have him and his brother on my show in about two or three months because they're coming out with their record finally after wanting to put it out. But it, it was coming out right at the beginning of the pandemic. And now two years later, they're ready to release it. And I got to know him at Trader Joe's. I mean, it, of course you just do what you have to do. And, um, and I'm just glad that I'm that kind of person that kind of asks questions and gets to know people because absolutely, I, I've done enough w- weird jobs to tell you that, um, you know, you just do what you have to do to get just by. Do what you gotta do. And, and sometimes some of the best places to meet people is at Trader Joe's. <laughs> yeah, it, it was awesome. And actually I think later we'll talk about uh, the single that I just came out with, All My Thoughts. But actually, my me and, and the other producer that worked on that, Chris Broom, uh, we met working at Trader Joe's. So, so cool. literally just talking about it and we were like, all right, well, wear a Let's mask over to my house and, and we did the song. So it's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely uh, better now here on the other side, but I, I think I'm you know, one of those people that is now trying to find the the lessons or the silver lining behind the whole thing. So, well, you yeah. know, you've got you've got two silver linings because you've got two little ones under two years old. So, you know, <laughs> you guys, you were very creative over COVID. Yeah, that's very true. Actually, that's hundred percent. That's accurate. what happens when you throw people together day in and day out for yep. two years. Yep. Start making babies. Yep. So, um, speaking of making babies, and I'm going to call it your baby. You've got this this new these new songs coming out with Seren and. Of course, um, too far gone for all of you out there. Get get down there and um, buy this music, get the song. But this song that they just released called "Misery" is awesome. I love it because I think I shared with um, Nathan off the air that I have a very, a very, a very dear soul in my life, my son that is going through some stuff right now, and this song is totally speaking to him. And so, give me a little bit of maybe just what it was that you were thinking about with this song, because like I said, I don't want to, I don't want to give people to give it away too much. And this is just one of those lightning bolt out of nowhere songs that sort of 
just happens. It, it came from a sound check jam and then turned into a thing and we wrote the chorus. I kind of just wrote the chorus spontaneously and then Trent and I knocked out the verses and the bridge a few months later and that was back in 2015. So the fact, or maybe it was mid-2016 um, and it just kind of sat and now that we're we're back working on music and, and putting songs out, it's like, it's pretty sweet that, that we actually made it to the point where this song Misery is is coming out because it's, it's something I've held on to for so, so long just being attached to it. So I'm really glad that it's going to be out there. So I hope people well, we're, enjoy it. We're going we're gonna to put you out of your misery now because <laughs> you found a way, you found a way oh, to man. make this thing start something new for you guys. And I, for one, am so excited about you guys yeah. coming to Texas. And we're going to talk about that before, before the show is in. But right now, I don't want to wait any longer. I want our listeners to hear this fabulous song and this fabulous group called Seren. And uh, we'll be right back on Texas Homegrown Music, the song Misery by Seren. I'm in no harm when out of nowhere I was forced to retreat An overwhelming sense of helplessness that came over me
So here we are back with Nathan, and I know you guys already dig his music and dig the sound. Seren is, you, you guys actually had a phenomenal career for years, and then I guess you guys kind of went to sleep for a little while. And tell me what you what what happened. Uh, I just felt like we needed to take a hiatus, and so okay. we. Um, we took a break and we didn't really have any expectations on it. And actually right before the pandemic uh, hit, we, we were supposed to have a meeting with our booking agent. And so that, that meeting got canceled. Uh, yeah. There was like, there was like, yeah. run, what? <laughs> well, there was like run DMC tours and pentatonics tours that had to get sorted out. And so, you know, us talking about getting back on the road. Um, so, yeah, so, so, uh, you know, we were just about to get rolling. So it's just taking a little longer, but I think, you know, it's good to take a break sometimes and get some perspective. And then, you know, um, like two weeks after that conversation, uh, my wife and I found out we were having a baby. And so it's just, it was honestly really great. And I think we just came back together because we had all these songs on a hard drive that just like weren't out yet. And like, that were like, 20 percent done and really good songs done. by the way Thank i've you. only heard two of them so well I'll, I'll send you the rest in advance but um yeah misery which which we just heard was one of those songs that's like i just couldn't let it go so we uh we've set up a little studio here in nashville we've just been you know we, we all learned the other thing that's kind of cool is we all learned how to produce and record and you know do all a lot of the the production ourselves. And so all these songs that are coming out now are actually self-produced, which I think is. Oh, that's very impressive as well. Yeah. I think it's a, um, kind of a necessary step for us and just like, you know, we all have families and stuff like that. So trying to go to a studio for 10 days and drop in, you know, 10, $12,000, it's not really yeah. feasible. So, yeah. So we're just stoked that the songs are coming out and, you know, grateful that we still have any kind of audience. You know, we came down and played the Kessler last year and it was sold out as a big show. And that was awesome. And so we're, we're coming back. Um, we're doing a Levitt Pavilion in Arlington and we're doing a show in Waco. I'm actually drinking tea out of my dichotomy mug here, which is one of my favorite coffee shops. And it just happens to be in Waco. Um, Yay. Yep. We're going to go eat some tacos with our friends, Brave Little Howl and play at Common Grounds, and we're also doing a show in Tulsa, and then we're actually playing uh, at Dan Silverleaf in Denton, which is like... Oh, yeah, boy, that's an yep. iconic place. It's been yep. forever, and yep. I, I... Yeah, that, well, that's very cool. So we'll we'll definitely push those shows for you when you're here, Nathan, Thanks. and I'll get some people out there for... And you'll have to come over and see our, our guitar store, because it's really cool, and if you haven't been there, you need to come. You'd, you'd, really, you'd really dig it. Every guitar player i know that walks in is like Whoa! yeah i can't i can't wait i've always seen y'all's booths at the guitar shows yeah. so that's actually well, so just so you know we're not going to be at the guitar show this year because our store is just it's too it's doing so well and it's just so hard to get the guys to pack up everything and go down there and There's i mean no I, we've been a big big part of the dallas um, international guitar show for years and years yep. and years but it's just time for us to say you know, we're, we're going to stay where we are and, my, and hope my that dad, people come and, and see us. We're only 30 minutes from downtown yeah. Dallas, so no, it's not it, it's not so bad. It's definitely yeah, yeah, doable. Yeah. It's so sure. totally worth it. Yeah, so, my dad, um, well, the first thing I was going to say is Dallas International Guitar Show. My dad actually uh, took me to the guitar show and bought me a Squire Strat. That was oh, my wow. First guitar. We went to the guitar show and got a 
starter kit square strat. So, uh, what yeah. year was that? Probably 1999. I was playing it. I was there. I'm sure. I mean, we. Yeah, I'm I've sure been, you were. I've been playing it for so long, and yeah. I'm actually. This is the first year that I'm not going to play it. I'm. I'm, I'm oh. going to be going to. Uh, I'm going to be going to Fort Bragg and uh, be with my son. For right, 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 right. I think I talked to you about. But, yep. So, um, all right, well, let's talk about you, Nathan, and your solo sure. career. So, Seren is going to be doing all these shows, and that's fabulous, and I love it. But I want to talk about, I mean, Nathan James Allen, who's now putting out um, some solo material, and I can't wait to play all my thoughts for our people here. So, what, how'd you do that? I mean, and how did you make that break? Because... I, I, I shouldn't say how she, you made that break because it's actually not a break because you've done a lot of other things and you're still doing it congruently with Seren. Um, I know that you've, um, you know, we'll share in a little while the band that you've done with your brother and you're producing and co-writing for a lot of other artists that people have heard of. But um, something got you a hold of you and said that you need to get out there and do your solo stuff. Was it you was it your fans well you know i had mentioned earlier about working at trader joe's and this is before we had put together the saran studio that we're at now and my buddy chris said hey i'm producing i got a studio in my basement and he's like if you've got a song i'd love to figure out how to do it and so we we uh we picked all my thoughts of one of the songs that i'd written you know a couple years ago and so he and i just worked on it until until we got it done and we did the whole thing together so mix master all the production all the instruments is just the two of us which is like kind of crazy to me because before i really moved here i didn't really understand about any of that world you know i'm 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 very much a what i call guys in a room like a band perspective of doing things but man there's some there's some guys here who could just you could just send them a vocal track and they could just build this incredible music by themselves in the bedroom and I'm not really that kind of um, musician or producer. I like to have collaboration. Um, you know, and I think for me to have my own solo project, part of it is just writing songs and writing songs and writing songs and having some of them that come out and go, I don't think there's anybody else that would sing this. You know, this is, this is a me song. So, I, you know, it's partially that. And then just, you know, um, being in a band for so long and occupying a certain space, I think you start to take things for granted or lose a little perspective. So for me, it's nice to go to the recording studio and be the artist and not have my normal working relationship. And I also think as a producer to then producers and artists have a tenuous relationship and it mostly tends to be that producers hate the artists because artists are crazy and they want the drums to sound like fire and the background vocals to sound like water and they want it yesterday and they don't know what they want. And so like, it can be easy to get a little chip on your shoulder as the guitarist in the band or as the producer. And so I also think being the, being the artist and having a solo project helps keep me a little grounded of what it's like to be in front of the microphone and what it's like to put out music with my name on it and what it's like to be vulnerable and saying like, I don't know what the drum should do. It, I already wrote the song and I'm going to sing it. So like I'm tapped out. So yeah, I just, I think, you know, as a creative polygamist and a creative ADD person, I just, you know, I want to do everything and, and wear all the hats at different at times. So it just you know, keeps me, keeps me busy, keeps me engaged. And, and um, yeah, I mean, I think, all songwriters write songs and they're just nobody, no, they're nobody else's, they're yours. So 
Um, well, and, and in doing so, um, so I've, I've always found it interesting. You find someone that you feel understands you more because, because again, a producer, it's, it's a very personal kind of thing to me when you start having someone else working on your song that you created and you thought of and you're wondering, do they hear it the way I hear it? Um, so... I think that probably you being an artist and a producer and a producer and an artist in, you know, the, that way keeps you open to understanding the conflict that sometimes you have. And that basically what you just said. Um, I, I have um, worked with a few different producers in the past. Most of the time, except for once was someone that actually knew me pretty well, but still there's that, um, and he, one of them that's produced a couple of my records is a phenomenal guitar player and, and spent some time in uh, Denton. I don't know if you're familiar with Andy Timmons, but um, so Andy and I, I know Andy. Uh, Andy and I have done some records together and written a lot of things together. But it's really funny because when we're in the studio and I'm singing a song that we've written and he has a certain way he wants to hear it. I always know when I did it like he wants or when I didn't, because if I nailed it and he, he liked it, he was always like, that's a take. But if it's not something that he liked, he always says, how'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> how'd you do means, you, you know, you need to do it over again. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I've, I've had a, uh, you know, I've had a couple, at least one that I can think of sort of, you know, borderline falling outs with artists that I've worked on because I co-wrote the song and, where they wanted it to go is not where I wanted it to go and getting into some of that stuff. So it's never easy. You know, it really is a vulnerable place and it's, um, you know, it, it's it, worth it. It is a very vulnerable it's place vulnerable. for us. And, you know, most all artists, no matter what medium you're, you, you are in, um, you, you, you tend, you, you're searching for affirmation. We all are. We come out of the womb searching for affirmation. And when we don't get it on something from somebody in that personal of a space, it's really hard. And I can remember, you know, stepping out for a few minutes to go into the bathroom and sniffle my way back in, you know, with the small of my head. Oh, it's fine. I just needed to go to the restroom. <laughs> you know, I'm thinking yeah, that's... I need to go in there and suck it up and say, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, one of the best things that I've read about you was, I don't even know how I found it, but I did some digging and I found a uh, little Valentine challenge, I guess that your wife did wrote about y'all's relationship. Do you know anything about that? I don't know about this one. How, so is this is this you? Is it not you that you um, I know it's you with someone. And I'm hoping it was your wife where you um, met at a gig and she was a nanny for a couple of years. Oh, no, that's my wife for sure. OK, yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here going, I hope I hope. No, that's my wife. It's, yeah. it's pretty personal. No, and yeah. there's some really fun stuff in there about who's the better driver and who's the better cook <laughs> and how your favorite <laughs> show is Game of Thrones and oh, how it man. probably kept you together because you called and, and you would talk to her about the show to keep things going. And I started reading that about you guys. And I thought I, and I really loved it because I felt like I got to see a dynamic between two really fun people that look at life in the same way through uh, through maybe rose colored glasses, which I love. And I love people like that because um, it's like, why not? It's we're, we're only here to in this 
particular way, however you believe. And I heard you say you grew up in church, singing in church, and and so did I, and so many artists that I interviewed did. But so, as I got older, as I've gotten older, I realized there were some things that I, you know, tend to, to hold on to because I was in a bubble, and now I'm not in that bubble anymore, and I'm gleaning different things from it. But the one thing that I do hold true to is that we choose to live our life the way we choose to live it, and whatever it is that makes you happy and keeps you grounded, go for it. And I'm, and I, I see that you and your wife are kind of, it's almost like you, you were born to meet each other at that particular time in your life. Crazy. I know when you, it's like, it doesn't seem very interesting. And then you, and then you talk back to me and it's like, pretty cool. You know? Got yeah. Little, it's, got it's a pretty cool thing. It's a pretty cool thing. I'm going to meet her someday. I can tell she's a cool chick. So we're going to play a song, your solo song called all my thoughts. If you guys are looking it up. Um, yes. Nathan is the lead singer for Seren. No, 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 no. That's not true. Trenton is the lead singer. Or Trenton's the lead singer. Sorry, yep. you're the. Guitar. I wish I could sing. I wish I could sing like Trenton, but I well, can only sing like me. Well, you are singing on this song, yes. um, "All My Thoughts," and it's a beautiful song. And I love the words, and I love the message, and I love the fact that you're putting yourself out there like this. So it's Nathan James Allen. If you're looking for him on Spotify or Apple, and uh, he's got a solo career going, and I'm excited about it. I want to hear some more songs as well. And this particular one's called "All My Thoughts," and we'll play it for you now, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. And we'll be right back to talk about what he's got coming up in our area. So long we've been walking out in this weather and I know that I'm not gonna fix it Saying something clever, sit down with me And I'll hold your hand, tell you I didn't mean it But I treated you so bad Too many times 
Well, here we are back again, and um, I'll tell you, I could just talk to you all day long, and what you guys don't realize is he and I have been talking off the air <laughs> and, and having all, a, a whole nother show, actually, I could pull from. But um, So on top of everything else that you're doing, and, and this is so incredibly wonderful, I'm so jealous that you get to have a project with your brother and um, put out some really cool music. So tell me how that all came about. Man, uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. We uh, we definitely got torpedoed in a big way by the pandemic because we had set everything up in the computer and, and our record came out March 27th, March 26th oh, of 2020. <laughs> yeah, we had shows in Texas lined up and shows in the Pacific Northwest lined up and all kinds of stuff. So that was pretty heartbreaking. Um, and so we haven't really had a chance to do anything with it. Last time we had booked some shows, I ended up getting COVID. And so we had to cancel those. So COVID has basically, I mean, just shat on this project, which is is heartbreaking because, man, we just put, we we really, you know, we sold every scrap of gear we could and, and, you know, borrowed some money and paid it back and all kinds of stuff to make this record. But yeah, my brother, um, Tim Allen, that's his real name. Uh, I know, it's so crazy yeah, when he I was, saw that. <laughs> yeah, he was born in 1990, so it was right before the show came out uh, and right before the real, you know, the big Tim Allen became big. And so, um, yeah, and so, you know, he he is a producer here in uh, Dallas, and he goes by the name Tim Lightyear, and he is definitely the most talented member of our family, without a doubt. Um, and so he just had some songs and I had some songs. And during the time that Saran was on a hiatus, we just started talking about music a lot, kicking stuff around. He used to play in a band called Shane Smith and the saints, which is a pretty large Texas country red dirt act. <laughs> totally so, no Shane Smith. Yeah. So yeah. Play him yeah, on so, our station. Yeah. So Tim was a guitar player in Shane Smith and the saints, pretty much the entire come up, you know, before anybody knew who he was until a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic. And so, yeah, we both were sort of out of our long-term projects and, and just started putting together uh, our group, which is called Brother Band, because we are not very creative when it comes to thinking of <laughs> band names. And so, uh, yeah, so we, we neither of us had home studios at that point. Neither of us were working, you know, on our own systems at home or at our studios and stuff. And so Tim just started coming out here to Nashville uh, to visit. We started working on songs and, and a lot of them are, you know, songs that he had, some, some of them are songs that I had, a few of them are things that just sort of came up as we were hanging out and, you know, uh, working with, you know, my brother, it's definitely like a weird, fast paced thing. Like there's just not as much communication. There's a lot more like shorthand and understanding of what we're trying to go through. So, I, I mean, we worked incredibly fast on that record. And I think, you'd be shocked by, you know, how, how few hours were put into it, even though it was over the course of a year and a half or so. Um, yeah. Tim's just well, like, there's some great stuff on there, Nathan. And thank you. Um, it doesn't surprise me that, you know, that he's, uh, a class act here in Dallas because knowing you, um, and for you to say that about your brother, I gotta, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to know him now. I'm gonna have to reach out to, to Tim Lightyear. Tim Lightyear, absolutely do. He works with a lot of bands. He and I uh, did do a tour. There's a group out of Amarillo called Comanche Moon, and so we both went out and opened up for Comanche Moon and played 
some shows uh, with them as, as members of the band. And then there's a group out of there called the Lowdown Drifters that Tim's worked with. And man, his star is just rising. He's just busy all the time producing and working with artists in Texas. And, and he's been on his grind for a long time. So we're just so proud of the record that we made. And it's just any opportunity for people to hear it. We're super grateful for So the fact that you even listen to it and that we're getting to talk about it on on the air is just fantastic. Well, I love it. And I'm, I'm going to have, I'm putting some of them on my playlist and one of them is going to be this song called work. Give me a little background on it. And, um, cause I know you both took lead on several of the songs, this particular one you're singing the lead on. And, um, so what kind of work are we talking about here? Cause when I listened to it, it was almost like, uh, it was a play on, on working on work on what, what you're working on. Well, I mean, you know, uh, it's, it's different than the Rihanna version of work for sure. Um, <laughs> no, the, the, the line is, you know, it, it's about, I mean, the song is, is about doing whatever it takes and, and putting in the effort to show somebody that you care, you know, it's like, uh, you know, tell me what to do. You know, it's, it's very similar to my, to all my thoughts too. It's just like, you screwed up and now you got to fix it and you got to put in the work. So um, I'm sure there may have been a better title for it, but it's, you know, the main line of the chorus and the intro. So yeah, it's a special song. Uh, wrote it with, this is like one of the only songs on the record that, that we didn't write with Tim, but it would not have happened without him. And so my good buddy, Corey James boast, and we both go by all three of our names and have James in the middle. Uh, Corey is a musician and filmmaker out here in Nashville. And he sent me this riff and he had the first little chorus part and he was like, I don't have anything else. And I said, cool, I'm on my way over. And we just stayed up drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon until we had finished the song that night. And, uh, we were up pretty late. So, yeah, nothing like a cheap beer to give you some inspiration, right? So, yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite things I've ever written, and uh, yeah, just super. Well, super it's a great song, and Thank I you. love it, and I love your voice on it, and I want to hear more. I want to hear you sing more, Nathan. You tell me, telling me that you had to learn how to sing. I kind of, I kind of doubt that. I think you just had to get comfortable in your skin. Oh, that's very uh, sweet. It's, it's definitely, it's definitely natural gift here. Well, I'm going to play it for you guys now. When I come back, um, I'll give you guys some dates that, that these cats are going to be in the area on. But first of all, I just want to say what a pleasure it's been to get to know you, Nathan, and uh, and what a talent and what a gift. And I'm so grateful that you've stu- you stuck with it and you found a way to continue and to be relevant and now to come back to Texas and we're going to we're going to all come and see you guys and make you feel like you might need to come back here one day. We might need you back. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, too. It's been a, a blast and I'm looking forward to getting to hang out in person. And, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Thanks to everybody for listening and, and uh, supporting local artists. Absolutely. Well, here we go. This is this is Brother Band and this is Tim and, uh, and his brother Nathan doing a song called Work. And we come back, I'm going to talk about what we've got coming up on Texas Homegrown Music. We've got TMR 26 coming up and a lot of dates that Seren's going to be in town. I want to be sure and give you those dates as well. But for right now, I'm going to play Work with Brother Band. I will work for you, darling. 
until my arms are sore and I'll keep chasing you till my lungs are black and blue and you know I'm what you're looking for
that's a sweet little 17, and maybe she's 18 by now, but that's Larissa Boyd, and it's called Alone in Your Mind. And you can see her sometimes playing. I think she just got through playing at the Love Shack over in Fort Worth. And if you look her up, she's got a couple of songs out there, and she's got a little voice that I'm telling she's going to grow into and it's going to be remarkable I can already tell she's a seasoned little player it sounds like she's been playing for quite a while but this is the first time we've played her on the show so check her out Larissa Boyd well once again I've enjoyed getting to know another singer songwriter and um, just all around great guy and uh, I, I know that you did too Nathan was telling me that he's got three other brothers and they're all very much involved in music industry things. And I think one of them is a drumline player that sounds like he's just remarkable. And, uh, and his other brother, Tim Lightyear, and it's actually spelled all together. Tim Lightyear is uh, from Dallas as well, or in Dallas as well. And uh, he's got a song out that I'm going to close the show on called roll on. So I just want to say for everybody out there that's been tuning into Texas Homegrown Music, thanks for being a listener. We'll keep bringing you some new music. I'm going to start featuring some players that we're going to have for Texas Music Revolution coming up in a couple months, and I'm real excited about that stage that we're going to have and all of the guests that we will have thanks to my sponsors, including Guitar Sanctuary, Tupps Brewery, and of course, Burris Injury Law. So you guys go out and make it a great day, a great week, and enjoy music. It really does inspire and help you get through the day. I know it does me. Peace out, everybody. Remember to love life and come back and see me right here on Texas Homegrown Music with Maylene Thomas.